welcome into the Committed to Christ podcast. This is Greg and Kelly. Greg and Kelly <laughs> Craywick, and tis the season. It is. It's. I, I'm getting excited about Christmas. How about you? Yeah, I'm I, done Christmas shopping. Finally. Are you? Are you done? I, I hope so. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's good for yes, our budget and, is, and all that is. other stuff. I so. hope I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to um, I wanted to start off tonight with a funny Christmas story that that actually took place between you and I, <laughs> yeah. uh, the first year that we were married, mm-hmm. and uh, I fell for all the traps. You know, I'm I did. I didn't know anything, and so the first year that we were married, Kelly and I decided that we were were not going to get each other anything for Christmas. Yeah, like a vacuum or tools or anything <laughs> Nothing, like that. No, absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. So we end up going over to one of my relatives' house on Christmas Eve for a you know family get-together. Right. And uh, my dad asked me, he said, hey, uh, what did you get Kelly for you know, your first Christmas married together? And I said, oh, uh, well, we decided we weren't going to get each other anything. And I saw you from across the room. You heard me and you said... <laughs> You didn't get me anything. <laughs> I thought you meant something large. We weren't going to buy anything large for each other. And I, I took that literally. Yeah. And I really didn't get you anything. Yeah. So I actually, I had to leave. You did. And go I shopping. I had to leave and go shopping on Christmas Eve at about, I think it was seven o'clock. Yeah. At and, the Meyer store, like the Walmart of, of the Midwest. Yeah. Th- there was one, and it was, it was myself the only one open. Yeah. And all the other guys in there that had put it off to the last minute. I think I ended up getting you a robe that you was. You did. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, just. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. So, well, at least it was I, something. I was the only one that bought into that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure other people. So have. let that be a They're lesson to all you, you guys out them, there. Right. Yeah, don't ever, don't ever fall for that. One. Right, right. <laughs> well, for this Christmas, yes. I thought I would get our listeners something yes. special. Yes. So we have a special guest on the phone with us tonight, and he is an Alabama native. No, it's not Nick Saban. That's not no, him. He was, man. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a bachelor's degree from Southeastern University in Lakeland, Florida. In the 1980s, he worked in a clinical recovery program. He has started a Christian school and daycare. He has served as a high school principal. He has experience in youth ministry. He has served as a senior pastor and served as the director of Teen Challenge since 1990, when it first began as a two-week crisis center in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Please welcome to the Committed to Christ podcast, Pastor Wayne Powell. Pastor Wayne, how are you doing? It's a great day in South Carolina. Yes. yes. Oh, that's so funny that you say that. <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> well, that seems to be the state logo or the state logo statement whenever you call it. Yes. It, it is so, down. you're right. Yes. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So we are very excited to have you on tonight. So can you, can you just give us a little background? Like, what exactly is Teen Challenge? Well, to put it in a nutshell, I would say that Teen Challenge is a Bible-based Christian discipleship ministry. Now, leaving out the word rehab in that, uh, there's a contrast between rehab, which conquers up images of doctors and nurses and labs and needles and drugs. Right, Mm -hmm. and doesn't Uh, work. (laughs) Right. Those facilities tend to pound on behavioral modification, uh, make a change in your behavior and your habits. Right. Uh, We tend to focus on the biblical part of the mind is the, our mind is renewed by the washing of the word. Put good words in, 
good information in, it changes the thinking, changed thinking, changes behavior. Amen. So whenever you do that for a year, uh, rehab is a result of it. So that's what we are, Christian Discipleship Ministry. Well, I like that word, discipleship. That's yeah. good. How, how exactly did Teen Challenge get started? It was all very much a God thing, but it, was, it came out of a murder, a gang murder in New York City in 1958 when a young polio victim named Michael Farmer uh, got caught between two rival gangs. They were fighting over territory. He got caught in the middle of it, could not run, so he was ultimately beat to death. Oh, wow. and so a group of young gang members were on trial in downtown in Manhattan. Uh, the story hit the national media, and a young preacher by the name of David Wilkerson, pastoring in Pennsylvania, he read the story one night after some time of fasting and prayer. Mm-hmm. He read that story and says, my God, these are just kids. Yeah. He felt impressed to get in his car and go find the courthouse, injected himself into the middle of this murder trial, and the judge was not happy, so he threw him out of the courtroom and says, if you don't come back with that Bible, I won't arrest you. The newspapers picked up on it, took his picture out on the front of the courthouse, spread it all over New York City, making fun of this country bunking preacher. <laughs> the gangs that were on the street recognized the preacher from the photograph of the paper, and immediately they surmised that if the judge didn't like him and the police don't like him and they don't like us, then we're on the same team. So they began to give him ear and invitations to come to their environment and to their drug houses and share the gospel. People began to give their life to Christ, and that's the the core of how David Wilkerson, over a three-year period, gave birth to this ministry. Wow, that's amazing. He would have told you by his own words, he didn't know what he was doing, but the Holy Spirit did, and he found the willing person. Yes, obedience. And, <laughs> yeah, and the story is told in The Cross and the Switchblade, a book that was published, and eventually Hollywood picked up on it and made a movie, The Cross and the Switchblade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat Boone starred in it, Eric Estrada starred in it, and it has become somewhat of a classic almost like a documentary now because it was set in the time on the street of Harlem and all that area where we actually got started. It's around the world now. It's grown to a huge organization. We're talking with Pastor Wayne Powell, Executive Director of Teen Challenge, located in Georgetown, South Carolina. Pastor Wayne, how did you get involved with Teen Challenge? It certainly wasn't my idea to begin with. I grew up in a sheltered uh, preacher's home. At the age of 14, I took a job in the public and became aware that there was a whole new world out there (laughs) that I didn't know anything about. Ended up going to Bible college. My first church was absolutely filled with addicted, dysfunctional people. And as a result of that, I took a class as a chaplain. Uh, One of those classes, one week of classes, dealt specifically with drug addiction. Okay. Okay. And at the end of that class, the instructor said to us, now, each one of you preachers here have more information about drug addiction than any doctor in this hospital. Now, that was back in the 80s, early 80s. That phrase stuck into my mind. I moved back to another state, to Alabama, 
was pastoring a church in my hometown, and the opportunity came open to become chaplain at a local 30-day secular rehab. The information there was phenomenal, the training, the pay. It was like I had landed in a dream world, and then after a few months of it, I realized I was in a world that didn't really care about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. I remember praying one day. I said, God, if we could take this good information and impose it into the spiritual setting that Teen Challenge has, because I had known about Teen Challenge growing up. In fact, as a 10-year-old kid, I actually attended a crusade in Mobile, Alabama, where David Wilkerson and Nikki Cruz shared the story. Oh, wow. And I, re- I remember that night very well, <laughs> not yeah. knowing that 50 yeah. years later I would be here. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, that experience in that rehab center made me to realize that there was a whole lot more to rehab than just trying to change somebody's behavior. The success or the failures there, I watched 100 students go through. Okay. And in an eight-month period, there was one gentleman, a 55-year-old man, that actually had his life turned around. And the difference was he became a member of our church. When he graduated their program, he brought his family to church. There was true repentance, baptism, and discipleship. And as far as I know, he was the only one out of that 100 that went through that actually had a change in his life. Wow. And that was at the secular that was rehab the that you were working one. at? Okay. What's the success right. rate for you at the Teen Challenge now? That's a very complicated question. Yeah. And but I figured it how, would be. <laughs> yeah, it's all about relationship. It yeah. If, if you understand the, the government formula, that's going to help you understand what my final answer is going to be. Gotcha. Okay. The government says, Success is not the training period. It's not the boot camp. It's not the 30-day program. You can complete a 30-day program or even a 12-month program, and all you've done is been trained. So they mark from graduation day forward five years. Okay. Then they look at the group of people that have survived five years after graduation, and that's where they determine the success rate. Now, across the nation, if you use that formula, that formula is basically comes in between 1% to 4% on the secular level, non, non-Christian level. Mm-hmm. When you factor in Christ and the transformation that he gives in our life, the numbers dramatically go up. Mm. In fact, the government actually investigated the Teen Challenge program because of some literature that had been printed that they said we were misrepresenting the, the numbers because Someone had published some numbers that were in excess of 70%. After much investigation, it was determined that, yes, the numbers are pretty valid. But wow. then time has changed. The drugs have changed. People's attitude, the society's attitude toward drugs has changed. Yes, it has. Many of them have become legal mm-hmm. in some states, legal. And so with the different drugs that have hit the market and in different regions of the country, your numbers will vary according to geographic and the different variables. We're pooling data together now. Our national office is actually pooling data. Okay. And when we have enough data in, it begins to show you trend lines. The trend lines are still showing that we're about 70% of our graduates remain drug-free. Praise God. Yeah. So Now that, 
That's a really hard program that you have though, right? Because I I know some people and I know how I have family who have drug addictions. You know, I come from an addictive family. So I I know people that have tried it and not been able to stay. Like they they quit. Right. And that is so frustrating. (laughs) You know? Yeah, and that's where I, uh, that's why I stress that success runs on those who actually finish the program. Because if you factor in all of the dropouts, right, the people that just give up too quick, right, mm-hmm. uh, that skews the numbers to where you don't get an accurate count. Yeah, and it's kind of like rehab because it's kind of the same thing. Like rehab, I think sometimes it's a little easier for people maybe because they they can use um, antidepressants or whatever to kind of help them. And they stay because they feel like they're okay. And then they get out and they kind of fall back to the same place they were right. or worse. Right. Where at least well, when they come to Teen Challenge, they're getting Jesus. Right. Well, see, that's another thing that has changed in this whole, in the 30 years that I've been involved in it. The methods of treatment have changed. Mm. Yeah. Got behavioral modification, isolation boot camps, you know, wilderness camps. You've yeah. got the, the medical detoxes. Yeah, uh, you, you've got so many different variables out there, and now the government has jumped into the fray. Mm-hmm. And back during COVID, we hit a real snag. Yeah, it was because wondering. that's good. In order to get people qualified to come in, because when you have a community of people, you don't want diseases brought in. Right. right. So you put up a filter to get them screened at a medical facility prior to them coming in. And with COVID it became very difficult to get the screening done to get students in. Okay. So a lot of people would kind of like fall through the crack. They would make a phone call, couldn't get an appointment at a doctor's office. You lose them. And they relapse. So we have that factor. Yeah. And then the other factor was uh, the government started handing out all this supplemental money. And so drug addicts was getting money to go buy their drugs with. Yeah. Yeah. Then... Then the pharmaceutical companies piled in on it, and we've got alternative drugs now. Methadone has been around for years, and the Suboxone has hit the scene now to where a drug addict can say, okay, I've got money flowing in. Mm -hmm. I can go to a doctor and get Suboxone. I don't have to get off drugs. I just switch to a legal drug. Right. Mm. Oh, That's what the devil does. (laughs) And it has frustrated us leaders because we're trying to figure out how do we, and we feel like there's going to be a curve yeah. to where the mass of people that's on the Suboxone now are going to eventually realize this is not working. Right. right. We, yeah. we, we've got to do something else. Right. The problem is they're dying by the day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I read this morning on Fox News that fentanyl is now being credited with 82% of the overdose death. Wow. That's terrible. Yeah. With 107,000 people dying last year oh. from drug overdose, 107,000, break senseless. it down, that's 294 people a day. Wow. Senseless. That's senseless death. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to fix a spiritual problem, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the drugs Absolutely. or alcohol. Yeah. Pastor Wayne, what does a typical day look like for a resident? at Teen Challenge? What, what, what can they expect? Say if someone is listening right now and they're thinking about wanting to join Teen Challenge to get help, what does what the average or typical day look like for them? Okay. 
we will start our day uh, in the morning. They will, the guys will be, uh, an alarm will go off, or they'll get a knock on the door to be up at 6 o'clock. They have 45 minutes to shave, shower, get dressed, and report to chapel for morning devotions. Okay. Then after 30 minutes of morning devotions together, led by staff, then they will report to the cafeteria where we have a cook with a hot meal. Okay. It will all have be assigned job assignments, washing dishes, mopping floors, cleaning windows, cleaning toilets. They have their chores to maintain the property. And by 9 o'clock, they will, actually by 8.15, they will go into the main uh, group area, open area, and they will have music for 30 minutes, some gospel inspirational video music that we usually pipe in on the Internet. Okay. By 9 o'clock, they will go to a classroom. At 9 o'clock, from 9 to 11, for the first four months, our new students coming in will be in a four-month cycle of classes. These are standard discipleship classes that says, how do I know I'm a Christian? How do I study the Bible? Overcoming temptation? What are the ordinances of the church? What are my rights, my responsibilities? in life. Right. Um, so those 14 weeks we call first phase. Then when they have completed that four-month cycle, we move them over to life skills, where we have a teacher, a retired Army veteran that takes them and begins to lead them down the path of uh, dating and courtship, marriage, parenting, financial management with the Dave Ramsey uh, materials. We we want to prepare them so when they leave us, they will be prepared to go to college, go That's back good. to their family, be uh, a responsible adult. <laughs> yeah. yeah, be a tax paying, tithe yes. paying. <laughs> yes, Amen. well, and you know because yeah. the, a lot of them start out so young, right? Where they don't even they never learn those skills. They've been a drug addict for so long. That's all they know. Right. You know, you you start well, actually. Go ahead. And, and Kelly, you've hit a really good point there because there's three things that we look for when a student comes in. How old were you whenever you learned that you couldn't talk about what was going on because it would get you in trouble? Right. right. You couldn't trust anybody because they would take everything you got, including your money, your drugs, your girl, your vehicle. Yes. So you couldn't trust and you couldn't, you learned not to feel the pain. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Right. So you, you shut down. Yep. If we can determine the period of time where they shut down, mm. that's how old they are emotionally. Oh. So I may have a 30-year-old patient, a student, that's acting like a 14-year-old. Yep. There's a reason. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they so don't, they have, don't even know how to deal with it. Yeah, they've never they had those they, skills. That's right. They've never had to deal with it. I had a kid one time, grown man told me one time, we went to the ballpark where my kids were playing soft, uh, Little League ball, and we had a ball. And going out the gate, he said to me, his name was Mike. Uh -huh. He says, I didn't know you could go to a ballpark sober. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was his word. Michael, I remember his face. What a redhead fellow. He said, I didn't know you could go to the ballpark sober and have a good time. Yeah. Oh, we laugh, yeah, but that's so sad. Yeah, right. That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we see that a lot. It's, it's oh. amazing. You can remember what happened. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, have a, I, I have some family members, and I, I know that, 
for me, it, one of the most frustrating things to be a person who's trying to help somebody like that is to remember that even though they're the same age or even though they're you know an adult, they just don't know how to cope. Right. Their answer for everything they, is that drug. Yeah, they've never had to, so that they've turned and medicated for the pain. Yes. When we first started, my children were 12 and 11, and we instantly realized our children are more mature than some of these adult guys that we're dealing with. Right. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but that's the world we live in. So your program goes for a year, right? It is 12 months. Okay. But the funny thing is, I've learned to tell them, my program's not just a year, it's for the rest of your life. How long yes. do you want to live? <laughs> well, yeah, that actually, I I was going to ask that yeah. question. What, well, what on happens? On their website, yeah. I saw where you have people that have actually graduated from your program and they're they're now working with you or they're, they're, they're coming to, you know, do things with you and they're going to other places some, and mentoring and... Some work with, I love to get an intern that'll hang around and, and help out. Yeah. But I also know that they're red-blooded American men. They want to go out and have their families. Yeah. They want to True. They want to have life. Okay. Yes. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But what, what's so much fun is I've got two from the last eight years that are actually pastor in churches. Wow. That's amazing. Oh, that is and so cool. One of them, one of them just came to our graduation to oh. capture a student that he helped get in the program. Wow. Okay? Yeah. So now he's taken him back under his wing. And since he graduated December the 3rd, I don't know how many phone calls I've got from him, but I got another one just a few minutes ago. He calls and he says, uh, last night, he says, Hal and I just finished a youth service and it was so exciting and we got three more scheduled. Praise the Lord. That is so amazing. today, Today, he's at a place of business in his hometown and he bumps into a kid that was in the program while he was here. Uh This kid left. And he says, Pastor, and he says, I'm shaking. He says, I'm scared. He said, I actually saw this kid and he called him by name. He said he was 180 pounds when he was with us. He don't weigh 115 pounds now. Oh, how he, he said just... this kid's about to die. Yeah. Wow. And he was so shook up from it that it made me feel good that here one of our graduates is out there in the field yes. trying to help somebody else. I think it's amazing that he's a pastor. Amen. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's encouraging great. to anybody. God can do so many things with you if you just let him, right? It doesn't matter where that's you what, came from. He's not looking for talent. He's no. looking for availability. That's oh, right. praise the Lord. Amen to that. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Pa- pastor Wayne, how does, how does someone enroll at Teen Challenge? Well, we can, they can voluntarily go to the internet, Teen Challenge, that's T-E-E-N, Challenge, SC is our abbreviation, our tagline for South Carolina, dot com. Okay. Teen Challenge, SC.com. Go to the button that says Get Help, okay. and a window will open up that has all the forms, a step-by-step process to call, do an interview, fill out the paperwork, get the medical work done, and we'll get you in. Okay. 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 And can the, they— we, we, we do not have a daily fee. We have a one-time $1,200 investment into their future. Okay. When they put that investment down, that's the entrance fee. And from that point on, we depend on donations. And okay. we need donations. Okay. okay. I was That was my next yeah. question. I was going to ask, how can someone support you guys? Is it all on the website? Oh, we have a website. On that website, there's a button that's connected to what we know as the Tithely account, which is a secure routing from the website to our bank 
Uh, people can still give by snail mail. We would put you on a mailing list where every month we send out a newsletter. My office also has a credit card revolving or recurring giving program to where each month there are a number of people that will give. They tell our secretaries what day of the month they want it to be given, how much, and we keep that secured. Okay. And then another popular thing that's coming about is your local bank will make recurring payments. Oh, you can have it pulled out automatically. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I got several in the mail today from people that have their bank, uh, you know, just make the check to us every month. Okay, so like an auto pay kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And our budget now has gotten to about $1,000 a a day. Wow. Wow. That's what we depend on. We don't put our students out working. Okay. Uh, Okay. They're in the classroom. Right. We don't feel like the program should rest on their neck. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, you, I saw on your website. We, that, puts them, that puts them back out into the same environment we're trying to train them and get them out Exactly. Of. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, amen, need your, yes. Your, yes, they need to focus on, on Jesus yeah. for that time. Right. I saw on your website, which I thought was really cool too, at least you know, for your, your location, is that it's kind of like a family. You've got your, your, one of your granddaughters and, and is it I've your daughter? My, my I mean, wife and my daughter yeah, and my granddaughter. I think that is just, I mean, imagine... It's great, especially when you come and you're leaving your family and you're going to some place that you don't know, you know, that, that whole thing. And you've got, it's like a new family that you, you step into. I just thought yeah, that was really on cool. That see, it's the one that we called Josie. Uh-huh. When we were building the place in the early 2000s, uh-huh. she was a toddler playing in the sandbox while we were oh. building the building. Oh. And now she's and helping. Now, <laughs> now she's uh, taking care of the student records and, I remember the first time she walked in and said, "Hey, Papa, here's your paycheck. Do I raise?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> so, so what's it what's it been like being in ministry with your wife for as long of a period of time as you guys have been? Because <laughs> yeah. because Kelly and I have pretty much the same not as not as long, but I yeah, mean, not us, and yeah, just just we we seem to always end up doing things together. Yeah. It's not for everybody. No, that's true. (laughs) You have to have a sense of humor. That's a man of wisdom right there. (laughs) The the blending of personalities and skills. I'm the A-type personality that likes to be, you know, I got to be out there where it's happening. Yes. Right. Make something happen. Right, right, right. Uh, I'm married to a bookkeeper that says you're, (laughs) I remember one time when we started our building program, I said, God, if you'll give me the money, I'll spend it. (laughs) <laughs> yes amen brother and it wasn't long it wasn't long she said you're about to outrun god <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you didn't <laughs> so we we balance each other what, what i'm skilled to do she she would just assume be in a room somewhere with a book uh-huh. yep, uh, yep, and a computer and if she never saw anybody out in the public it wouldn't keep her from going to heaven <laughs> me <laughs> me, it would drive me bonkers to be locked up in a room because yes. I've got hey, to see where something's happening. I'm, I'm with you. I am with you, one hundred percent. Well, my last, my last question that I have on my list for you now. This is, this is important. Tell us about Sadie. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Sadie is a, she's the latest member of the family. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've got a granddaughter that's tw- almost twenty-one. Then I've got a grandson that's what. 20 and another a granddaughter that must be nine no grandson's 12 
Okay. Granddaughter's nine. And then I've got a four-year-old grandson. And then we got Sadie. Sadie (laughs) is a Christmas gift to the granddaughter that works with us. Okay. Uh, She's a three-year-old golden doodle. Uh, She's been... (laughs) <laughs> she's been trained. She's had some professional training. She's got a lot of voice control. Oh, that's uh, a good thing. When she gets to the office, when she gets to the office in the morning, the first thing is to go to everybody's office as quick as she can get there to make sure she that everybody's there. Okay. And, okay. She's, yeah. She's got a routine. She's she'll up, <laughs> yeah. She'll stand up on her hind legs and hug you like a person. Aww. Aww. That's great. Oh, I've, see, I've it is a family. About, <laughs> that's right. I've just about seen her knock my wife out of the chair, trying oh, to get no. up on her lap and hug her. And <laughs> I, she knows I don't let her do that. Yeah. So after she makes her circles through the building, she'll come to me because she knows I got treats. Oh, <laughs> okay. And, and I'll ask her, I'll say, now, what do you have to do? And she'll put her paw up. Uh-huh. And I'll say, now, that's good, but you got to turn around. She'll spin around in a circle. Wow. And I said, now, now what you got to do is she'll lay all the way down to the floor. Aww. And she'll, she'll take her treat. That so, is so sweet. Yeah, she's it is part like of our family. family. It is a family. See? Yeah. I bet. The, yeah. So do the, do the guys get to see her too? Does she get to stroll around? There's some of the staff that will come to see her on a regular basis. Okay. They, okay. Some of the staff really love her. Okay. Oh, yeah. How could you she, not? She's really neat because when a stranger comes to the building, she'll let us know it's a stranger. Okay. But if I bring them to my desk and I let them sit in the guest chair, she recognizes that as a friendly thing and it's okay. Uh, then there's your approval. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That is so... But if, oh. but if I don't let them know that, that friendly, uh-huh. you, you'd think she would eat you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She wouldn't need a hot biscuit. Oh. Although she's spoiled, <laughs> she thinks that our black van is the Chick-fil-A Express. The Chick-fil-A Express. <laughs> she oh, she goes to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> we, we, we call my wife Mima. She goes to Chick-fil-A with Mima. Oh. She gets a fruit cup. Oh. She doesn't eat it out of the cup. You have to put it on a fork and hand it to her. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. Wow. <laughs> now that's a spoiled dog. That's a, Yeah, that's a spoiled dog. Yeah. She's a mess. She is a cool bunk. <laughs> Oh. One day, one day, my daughter had gotten in the habit of stopping at Bojangles and getting a biscuit. She loves the Bojangles biscuit. Uh-huh. Well, Sadie does. So one morning, she wasn't planning on stopping, and the traffic was horrible in her little town. So she took a shortcut around the intersection, went through the Bojangles parking lot. Oh, no. <laughs> when she didn't stop, Sadie made a noise. I knew it. <laughs> and... She recognized that dog is trained. It's the she smell. knew where she was supposed to go. She <laughs> laid down on the back seat and would not pick her head up and look at Andy for 18 miles. Oh my goodness. <laughs> until she got to the office and then she was okay, but she was not happy with no, Mandy. She thought, what in the world? She got all excited for nothing. That was it. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> oh. oh, well, it's been a pleasure, yeah. Pastor Wayne. Uh, where are you guys going to be showing up next with the choir? Do you do, do, do you, you guys travel you know with the that? choir? Well, let me think now. We're going to be over. I know that we'll be in Manning come uh, January the fifteenth. Okay, we're basically kind of off for December. Sure. December is a terrible month to get services. Oh yeah. Of Christmas yeah. Event. yeah. Yeah. But we're going to pick back up in January, and I know on January the fifteenth we'll be in Manning okay. at the church where one of my graduates is a pastor. 
Oh, oh that's great. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Mm. He said, I've got to get these people on board to support you. All right. Yeah. A lot of our church, and that's how we get our support. Right. We take our guys out, and, and even though if we may not have a large group of guys to have a choir. Uh-huh. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we do very well with that. But um, to give the guys a chance to give their testimony, the Bible says we're made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the, and the word, word of, of our testimony. Amen. And so early in the process, we put the guys out there and tell them, you, if you've got it, you got to share it. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, that's that, good. That cultivates sponsorship, yep. friendship, and I don't raise funds anymore. I raise friends. That's good. That's good. That's great. That's great. <laughs> One day I'm walking down the sidewalk and it dawned on me. I've never had an enemy give me money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Oh, that is so good true. Point. So the flip side of that coin says, I need a lot of friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where can I find some more? <laughs> that's right. Well, if our listeners would like to support Teen Challenge, please visit that website at www.teenchallengesc.com. Pastor Wayne, it has been an absolute pleasure yes, to have you on the podcast today. Yes, thank well, you. Well, I look so forward much. to meeting you in person. Yes, yes. I was um, just thinking that we're going to be down, um, we're going to be heading towards Myrtle Beach pretty soon. And because my wife loves the ocean, and <laughs> well, you're not you, very when far. You get to the town of Conway. When yes. You get to Conway. You, Conway you leave. You leave your main route, and you get on 701 South. Okay. Now that's a back road connection to Georgetown. Okay. All right. We're halfway between Conway and Georgetown, right? Basically, sitting on the Great PD River. Oh, okay. Oh, that sounds great. I'll, yeah. I'll make sure to bring some some treats and some Chick Fil A yeah, right, with me. Yes, yeah. This we'll way I get laid in the building. <laughs> yeah, you, you won't get bit, okay? Right. <laughs> yeah, that'll guarantee nope, nope. that. will lick you to death. Oh, that's, that's all right. right. We'll have a friend. Yes. <laughs> You'll have a friend for life. <laughs> that's right. Well, God bless you guys, and Merry Christmas to you and all the staff and your wife and family uh, this holiday season. Thank you again, Pastor Wayne, for joining us. And thanks for the support. The friendship and the prayers. Yeah. All right. And thank right. your wife okay. too. Yeah, we will talk to you later. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wasn't that great? That is so fun. You know, I, I, I wanted to bring up a couple of scriptures, but we didn't we didn't really get there. Uh, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna just read them now because I'm so excited okay. about about yeah. what Teen Challenge does. Yeah. And yeah. this is this is Ezekiel 36 verses 25 through 27. It says, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Yeah. That's what Teen Challenge does. It does. You know, I was when he was talking about the man who was in his program that is now a pastor. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm like, we're I'm both just, over I'm like here. Crying. Need, that's like, one thing we didn't bring Jesus to the table tonight so, was Kleenex. <laughs> yeah. I mean, God is so good. Amen. God is so good. Amen. And, and if you're listening and, and you're discouraged or whatever you're going through in your life, man, God wants to bring you places. He has a plan. You're never too far. It's never too late. These people, I mean, I was listening, I kind of did some research on him. Like I told him I was kind of stalking him, but I, <laughs> I see where he's been in ministry. I mean, they've been doing Teen Challenge. It'll be th- 33 years mm. in, in 2023. Okay. So before that, yeah. 
you know, he had his, before that he did so many things and, and the inspiration and all of that is you're never too old. Right. Don't stop chasing after God. Well, just so our listeners know, teen challenge does not only exist in South Carolina, it is throughout the United States. Yes. It's, it's international. Uh, uh, so if you, whatever state you're in, if you know someone that needs help and is willing to go look into teen challenge, and you can just Google it. On, right. on, even on in any any internet, just go to the right. internet but and put in Teen Challenge. They said seventy percent success rate. Now I have to tell you, this is not going to be easy. No, it's not going to be easy. Following Jesus in. isn't easy, right? right? That's exactly right. But yeah. what they're going to do is they're going to take that person and introduce them to Jesus Christ. And if they are willing, He will put a new spirit in them. Right. And, and they'll you, walk alongside you. I, I you love still call and talk to them. You know, it's not like they cut you off then once you're out there right. and on your own. I, I love when these guys come to the church because to hear them sing and then they give their testimonies about where they yeah. were and, and so where amazing. they are now. It's oh. it's awesome. You know, one makes of my, me want to drive to Manning, South Carolina, so I can so I can meet this man who is a pastor. Sure, right? Yeah, it's like we might have to check into one that. Of, one of the one of the funnest parts I've had with the guys at Teen Challenge. Now it's it's open to ladies too. They right, there's a ladies ladies and Teen guys Challenge program. also program is after the service is over, we always have a dinner together. Yeah. And just to get to know them, right. some of the stories, they are so funny. They are funny. The way they yeah. interact with each other, yeah. the very sarcastic yes. and, and just it's like a family. Yes. It's, it is it's a family. Wonderful. You, wonderful. I mean, you live with somebody for a year. I mean, it's right. kind of the same thing, but you're with people. I mean, there's accountability, there's trust, right. there's Jesus. Right. And it's got to be awesome. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Committed to Christ podcast. We love you all so, so very much. And we look forward to talking to you next time. Have a very Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.